Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Green Pole podcast. A very happy new year from everyone at Hamien. And I suspect, even though I'm far too old to be celebrating the new year these days, more of that later, um, that your celebrations have had an extra special spring in their step after a magnificent Fulham performance that saw the Whites beat Arsenal for the first time in more than 10 years yesterday. Joining me to look back on that wonderful Fulham performance are the two stars of the show. Obviously, we've got to put up with Alan Druitt for the next half an hour or so. Alan, how are you, my friend? I was all right until you said that, Dan. <laughs> well, I like to repay the payments. <laughs> um, I always get the abuse. So I thought I'd get a shell Palina size tackle in early. There we go. I've done it. Um, and delighted to have Freddie Druitt also on the show. How are you, Freddie? Good. Excellent. Did you enjoy that victory yesterday? I bet you enjoyed it, didn't you? It's good to beat Arsenal, yeah? Yes, definitely. What a man you are. Right. Um, we perhaps weren't expecting such a high-quality performance, Alan, after two, how can I put this, dismal performances against Burnley and Bournemouth. I mean, you were sat far too close to me uh, at Bournemouth on Boxing Day. It wasn't a- it wasn't a good performance, but we put it right yesterday, didn't we? We did. And to be honest, I don't I know we, we lost two 0 and three 0 respectively, but I don't actually think the first half performances in both those games were, were that bad. I just feel we lacked that cutting edge. And it proved yesterday that with uh, a proper striker up top, we can score goals. Um but yeah, Burnley wasn't great, Bournemouth wasn't great the second half in particular in both games. But it was nice to to win yesterday and also beat a top six team. Uh, yeah, it, it, sorry, mate. Go on. But yeah, every player on that pitch yesterday was outstanding. Uh, Paulinho in particular. Uh, just hope we're here talking about him. Well, just hope we're here talking about him for another half a season at least. But yeah, the whole team yesterday were phenomenal, and we thoroughly deserved the three points. You're meant to say he's absolutely terrible, and no one will have any interest in him. <laughs> But uh, I'll forgive you. Uh, Freddie, how good were Fulham yesterday? And how bad, How surprised were you at Arsenal being... I thought Arsenal were poor. Um, what did you think of the match? Can you give me some, some, some of your observations? Well, first of all, Arsenal, they wasn't really on their best level. Bakaya Saka wasn't on their best level. Martinelli wasn't on their, his best level. Quite a few players were not on their best level to win the game, and it. I am um, like we had lots of players who wanted to beat Arsenal, mm. especially Anthony Robinson and Paulinho. Mm. So, I, they they done well. We got three points, so hopefully, hopefully, we can do that in the Carabao Cup. That's exactly what I was going to ask you next. If we can beat Arsenal, who are obviously going for the title, and you know Arsenal's title challenge normally falls apart in sort of March or April, maybe we've started a bit early, it must give us confidence to go and play Liverpool and then that other team in Fulham as well shortly afterwards. I know you're going to both games. We must feel we can do that again against big teams now because we've come close against 
the top teams in the past, but not been able to do it. So we must get a bit of belief from that result, Freddie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and Al, how um, well, let's talk about some of those performances before we get into the game, uh, the key moments of the match. Um, we've mentioned a few already. Uh, Freddie's already, you know, I suspect Anthony Robinson had to uh, take Bukayo Saka out of his pocket after full time. It was an exceptional performance. But I thought the the tone was set very early on by how physical and dominant Calvin Bassey was at the back. Just talk about some of those players who really caught your eye in that game. Yeah, I thought Bassey was outstanding. Um, you look at our performance against Arsenal at home last season and we were very, not frightened, but we were standing off them, letting them have the ball. But Yesterday, you could see within the first five minutes that the press was there, the high intensity was there. And ultimately, what you saw was 11 men that wanted it more than them. And I think that was the big difference. Uh, Every time we play Arsenal, it's funny, me and Freddie were talking about it yesterday watching the game. Anthony Robinson always has a good game against Saka. Um, You can add Salah to that bracket as well. Um, There's very few winners who get the better of him these days, is there? Sorry, mate. What I, say, I can't think of many that, that do, if any, to be honest. But just to signify how good we were yesterday and just to touch on your point, the tackle from Bassi uh, for the first goal, uh, I can't remember who he tackled. It may have been Nketiah or it may have been Odegaard. Or Saka. Saka. Was it Saka? He yeah. slid in and he wins the ball in a brilliant tackle. And while he's on the floor, he then kicks it away and then we counter. And again, we get a ball out wide, Willian. Plays it forward to Robinson, uh, to Kenny. Sorry, Kenny plays a delightful ball across the face of goal, and Jimenez is there back post. And that's the difference when you have a, a quality striker like Jimenez compared to the likes of Muniz and Vinicius. They're just there; they know where they're meant to be. Um, and I actually think now, looking back, that five point two million we've spent on Jimenez is is a steal. Um, and it's no coincidence that the last three games in the league we've not scored a single goal and yet Jimenez comes back in and we score two yeah and nice yeah, to whole... take a break from uh, Carato to play some football again isn't it <laughs> yeah I'm surprised yeah. he stayed <laughs> on his feet this time but um, yeah, he didn't have to jump for that first goal either Dan believe it or not um... don't even start that again I'm still, get... <laughs> still getting emails about that <laughs> but no it was a fantastic performance and we we were due a performance like that. We were due a win against a big team. And I'm just so glad it happened the last game of 2023. Yeah, it's a lovely way to finish the year. Freddie, you'd have had a good view from your your position where you are in the ground to see how good William was. Alan talked about Raul making a difference. But having William back in the team is really good, isn't it? He, he really uh, put in a great performance, I thought. What did you think about William yesterday? Well, lots of players didn't play good against that old team like William. Um, so, Awobi actually played for Arsenal as well. That's right, yeah. So, but he's always good, so it doesn't really make a change, but he was just that bit bit better. I thought like the way he held the ball, Al, in some of those tight spots and, you know, just... That we, we seem to have a problem with some of our wingers. They look great until we get to the final third and then they make the worst possible decision 
<laughs> they absolutely could, rendering our attack completely pointless. But William was on it yesterday to Freddie's point. You know, you had William, Awobi and Burnt Leno. I mean, Burnt Leno didn't have much to do, astonishingly. But they were obviously up for it playing the Arsenal, weren't they? Yeah, and again, I, I was speaking to Freddie last night and we were sitting there thinking, well, I can't remember a, a save that Leno had to make in that second half. He obviously had, had to make a save for a few crosses, but we we weren't really threatened defensively, especially when we went 2-1 up. There were still 30-odd minutes to play. Um, but just touching on the previous two games, Burnley and Bournemouth, you know, you've we didn't have Jimenez, we didn't have Willian, and they were our joint top scorers with four goals each. Now, for any team losing their two main threats going forward, they're going to struggle. So I like to think we can sort of put those two performances to bed and now, if we have our, our strongest 11, we're not going to be anywhere near the bottom three. I've said that all season, and my stance doesn't change on that. But Willian was Willian. He's, he's so composed. He brings the likes of Robinson, like Kearney, in, into play. So our left-hand side, when Willian does play, is so much stronger than when he's not there. Iwobi yeah. does a job wherever he is. Um, but for me, Iwobi has to play either in the middle or on, on the right. Um and William has to start every game when he's fit, because even at the the fine age of thirty five, I think he is, he's he's still phenomenal. And yeah, uh, yeah hopefully some, he's not as old as some. You're not as old as you, Dan. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, all right. I was getting there myself. <laughs> but it's an interesting point that you make as well. I thought you know that the the change was dropping Pereira um, and putting Awobi in the number ten that, that Freddie's already. Um, alluded to in the in, in the show, and I thought that gave us greater flexibility and fluidity because each of those players, William Iwobi and Deco Dovery, were comfortable in every area of the pitch, and I thought they all had a real um, impact. They were also all able and willing to go and do some defensive work as well, so it made us tougher to to play through. I do want to ask you, Freddie, though. Arsenal scored very early. And I was a little bit worried that, you know, it's going to be more of the same. You and Alan have already talked about how it normally is again when we play Arsenal at home. Were you worried at all when Arsenal scored an early goal? It was a bit of a poor goal to give away, wasn't it? I was worried, but as the game went on, I gained confidence because we just got better and better as the seconds went on. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing to take from it, Alan, isn't it? It's 26 games. I think, since Leeds away last season, since Fulham have come from behind to win a a, a Premier League match. Um, and that's almost as important as beating one of the top teams. You know, it's all very well making a statement win, but doing it once a team of the quality of Arsenal have gone ahead is really important to show that, you know, we're not a soft touch anymore. Yeah, and that's probably been my, my only criticism of us under Silver is we we don't seem to look like we can overturn a deficit. Yesterday, we proved we did. Um, and once Saka scored after four minutes, um, I think Freddie touched on it, we feared the worst. Um, me and my mum actually said, we'll just stay underneath and we won't even bother going out. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was nice to to win from behind and especially against someone like Arsenal. Yeah, it was uh, a fantastic day all around and I probably deserve three points. 
And I just wanted to touch on something with you that, that I asked Freddie. I mean, were you surprised at how Paul... I, I thought we made Arsenal look poor. Uh, and you've got to give some credit um, to Fulham for that. But were you surprised at how lacklustre Arsenal were? I was, but as you said, we made them look poor with a high high intensity. Because you look at Arsenal's previous sort of five, six visits to the cottage, they've, let's be honest, they've brushed us aside without a second fault. Um, we've made it too easy for them. Um, and yeah, let's not forget, they did only play West Ham sort of three days before where they lost. Um, and they lost convincingly as well. I thought West, West Ham were well due their three points just like we were yesterday. But they weren't the usual Arsenal that you see. Um, whether they're just having their dip in, in form, I don't know. But we've shown on numerous occasions now that we can compete at the uh, the top level with the big boys. Uh, Man City at home last season even. Um, and now yesterday. And to be honest, we we got a draw at the Emirates. But again, I thought we deserved a draw, even with 10 men at their place. So it's going to be a good few months towards the end of the season. Hopefully a trip to Wembley. Um, but yeah, Arsenal won at the races yesterday, but that was more the case of us being good rather than them being bad. And it was also us being, you mentioned the intensity a couple of times and tenacity. You know, it was us doing the things that go, we'll, we'll always play good football or try and play passes and be attacking and try and play football in the right way because that's how Silva wants to do it. He won't compromise on that. But we were up for the fight. We outfought them, outmuscled them, made them uncomfortable um, in the in the game, and that was really important. I just want to touch for a second on the the second goal, and it's dreadful defending from Arsenal. But we'd earned that goal by putting them under pressure right at the start of the second half, and we just had a spell of about five or ten minutes, Freddie. And Bobby Decaldovery, he finished it really well when it came to him, didn't he? Yeah, because at those moments, you ha- you have to stay focused because you're right next to the goal. But if you miss, you're, like, you'll get lots of bad comments about you. So he kept calm and he finished it off. And then that made us win the game. So I think, like I said, it we just got better and better as the... Um, Seconds went on and Arsenal kind of went down and down as the seconds went on. I, th- I think what you say is really true. He's a really good finisher of chances, you know, and I almost wouldn't have wanted that ball to drop to anyone else. He didn't have long to think about it, Al, but he absolutely rifled it home, didn't he? He did. Um, and it just goes to show a, a sign of a good player when they don't have many chances in 90 minutes, but when one, when one does come along, he puts it away. But we, I think you spoke about it a minute ago, but when you're playing the likes of Arsenal, Man City, Liverpool at home, um, playing Bobby Reid in the team just gives you that extra bit of intensity. Um, I don't like the Pereira slander, which I'm not saying you have, but a lot of people, especially on social media, are sort of... No, I've, I've, I've mentioned into it. I've, been, I've mentioned it. I haven't gone that far. I just um, feel like you've got to have an option to when it's not working with Pereira. You know, yeah, but the thing sometimes... is, Pereira's... Go on, mate. Yeah, sorry. Um, Pereira's better when he's got a, a target man in front of him, when he's got someone that knows how to score goals in front of him. It's no coincidence that when Jimenez is, is in there, Pereira plays well. When Mitrich was there last season, Pereira played well. 
Sorry, who's that, who's that bloke? Who's that bloke you mentioned there? Sorry, I don't think I've heard of him. Oh yes, yeah, some some mercenary that sold his soul to the devil. Yeah, I uh, don't know. never <laughs> never never heard of him, mate. Never heard of him. Um. But yeah, I I think Pereira is a quality player, and I don't I don't want us to give up on him. I th- I still think on his day he's he's up there as one of the best tens in the league, if he has the right player in front of him. Because then yeah, he can only do so much with the ball at his feet. It's a really, it's a very good point. And actually, I thought he added an extra dimension for us at a time when we were a little bit under the cosh when he came on as a substitute. And how unlucky was he with that free kick? Just could have scored. Well, I mean, it couldn't have Probably come should much, have scored. Couldn't have come much closer. Um, I did want to have a word about the referee, sort of like body checking our players, and then he let a lot of things go. And then there was, a, I mean. Maybe I'm maybe I'm biased, but I'll get both of your thoughts on this. When Harry Wilson goes through and gets cleaned out, is it by Saliba or Gabriel? Yeah, one Saliba. Of the Saliba, thank you. I mean, that's a red card, though. All day long. Yeah, Freddie. Freddie, what do you think? You think it was a red card? Well, there was two penalties in that match: the one on Bobby and the one on Reed. Because the on Reed, he's last man. And the Bobby one, it's oh, in the Wilson, box. Wilson, the last one. And then this one yes. you were talking yeah. about. Yeah, he didn't give it, but go on. The one on Bobby Reed, yeah. Yeah, um, he he literally pushed him and ref didn't see it. Yeah, it was a lot of things that ref didn't see, unfortunately. But, you know, um, we, we, we got the result. I just wanted to talk as well a couple of things, Al. I felt we were disciplined after we scored. We didn't quite go for it as much. But it wasn't that we weren't ambitious because we still had lots of chances on the counter-attack. We knew what we were doing and we still created plenty of chances. Could have had could have had a couple more. There's a lovely moment where Jimenez just sort of runs through the Arsenal defence, tries a little Rabona, comes to Kearney <laughs> and that, uh, you know, the the, the the goalkeeper who still has nightmares about Joe Bryan, to be fair to him, he made a good save there, that goalkeeper. Um, but uh, we, we still had chances on the counter-attack. And then the other thing was, I thought bringing on Issa Diop for the last 10 minutes and going to three at the back, spoken about this a little bit before, uh, when we're talking about the Everton game, that might be an option, you know, sort of for certain times late in games or earlier in the season. We do have to give a shout-out to Tossin and Issa Diop, all of them really, but the way they defended was superb, wasn't it? It was, and as you said, we touched on it after the Everton game. Going free at the back just shores things up a little bit, and OK, Bath is probably the smallest of them, but when you bring on Diop, you're bringing on, is it six foot three, six foot four? Mm. You're bringing on someone that can defend crosses, which is important when you're under the cost, but when... We did go 2-1 up. If there was a team that was going to score again, it would be us. I didn't actually feel like Arsenal would score. The closest they got was when Paulinho made that superb interception and celebrated like we scored a goal. That's um, great, wasn't it? Oh, and yeah. it, just, it just signified what we were, what we were about yesterday. Um, but yeah, if anyone was going to score when it went 2-1 yesterday, it was going to be us. Uh, as you said, Joe Bryan's worst nightmare. Well, <laughs> Mr. Rayer himself. It's nice to see him stop diving, actually. I thought he was still diving at Wembley. 
Um, oh, I thought he'd have, in the flesh no, he went down in the first half. I thought he'd had a delayed reaction to that. You know. But you know what? You mentioned the refs yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, he booked, was it Calvin Batty? That's ridiculous. Um, Absolutely for ridiculous. Delay, I think he took four seconds from when the free kick was given for him to then move to let Leno take it. But then in the waiting, first half... He was waiting for a substitution. We were making a substitution at the time. Well, this is it. And in the first half, they went 1-0 up. I think Gabriel was over the ball. And it took him... I watched it on back on Twitter earlier. It took him 12 seconds to actually take the free kick. And I'm it's like, well, he didn't dive over there, to be honest. <laughs> but you can't book someone for delaying a free kick by six seconds. I was going to say, like, and... Calvin Bassey's only two yellow cards in the league this season have been at Arsenal when Martinelli was standing in the box. So he, he couldn't take the goal kick. And against Arsenal, when he was waiting for a change. I mean, he must be the unluckiest player in the Premier League. Absolutely. But just touching on your what Freddie said um, and what you asked him was that Wilson challenge. I'm sorry, but it's a red card all day long. Oh, sorry, we now, didn't come back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But if if that's the other end, if that's Jesus running through and, pa- and Bathy's brought him down or Tossin's brought him down, it's a red card. Let's not beat around the bush. It's because it's us against the big six team. I don't want to call Arsenal a top four team because they've only had one season there. <laughs> so they are a big six team, top six team. It's a red don't card. Let the, don't let the Latte firm, boys, that you say that. I know they're... Yeah, sorry, Latte firm, but... They want to bring you back <laughs> on the uh, on the show. They thought you were a very nice man. Um, <laughs> it's a red little card. Do they, little do they know. Um, right, we're, 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 we're fast running out of time. I want to do a couple of things then before we wrap up because we're going to have well I wanted to have a chat about Rotherham we're going to have to do that another time um, so Freddie who was your man of the match yesterday who would you give it to well I would give it to Anthony Robertson okay okay so he's adopting the Drew, Drew it flair for controversy Alan because uh, you know Bassey would have been in with a shout Pellini I thought Kearney was very good actually Al yeah, didn't Kenny get given man of the match by Sky? I don't know, mate. I, I, I think he did. Yeah, he put he a picture have. on his Instagram. I but mean, it was me, a great, great ball by Kenny for the goal. You know. Yeah. And, and another outstanding performance. It looks like, if we believe the uh, the the rumours at lunchtime, looks like Tom Kenny's getting another twelve months, he, uh, an extension on his contract. He really deserves that, doesn't he, Al? He does, and it's a, it's a bit like Ream. You know, they're our longest-serving players and they deserve a testimonial each. Um, Kenny was phenomenal and I thought we dominated the midfield. But for me, it's I'd give it to Paulinho. OK. Well, I think Chloe gave it to uh, Bassey. I'll have to check. But, yeah. uh, you know, it was one of those days. It's great when you have a competition for Man of the Match and Bernd Leno doesn't have to feature at all because he didn't have much to do apart from pick the ball out of goal. Um so it's excellent. Yeah, the two other things then, um, you, you've covered uh, Kearney and Tim Ream very nicely there. They're, those contract extensions will take them to 2025. So they should have a, a testimonial or even a joint testimonial together. That would be great. Um, we are in the new year and, you know, it has been 20 hours of the new year and we still haven't signed anyone, Alan. Um this is discouraging. We need to be signing players left, right and centre to learn from our, <laughs> mistake, our mistakes in the summer. Uh, just very quickly, the two of you, what's the position you most want to sign a player in? Freddie, what's the most important position that Fulham need to strengthen? Um, 
I think when Balotelli goes, I think a left back. You want a left back? Okay, well, Castagna mm -hmm. can play both sides. I'm thinking we'd be going a bit further forward, Al. What do you what, what are you saying? You see, I didn't think of a left back until he mentioned that because Balotelli is off to Afcon, isn't he? Well, Balotelli and shot. Bassi, so and Bassi yeah. Wobi. Yeah, um, well, I mean, I was talking about people who can play left back, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, um, but for me, I I probably want a, a sub a sub striker for if Jimenez is injured or suspended. I'd probably want another striker, barring that we do sell Muniz and Vinicius. Yeah, I would imagine those sales that have been long rumoured in the Brazilian press are sort of contingent on us finding a, at least one, if not two, um, centre-forwards. And uh, there's been some links today to Saeed Benrahma. I'm not sure yeah. about that, but we probably do need a winger, actually. If do we? Well, if Adama Traore is not going to be fit ever again... We still have four, though. Yeah, I don't know that we have quite that balance. You know, Wilson can really only play on one one flank. Like Awobi's more of a versatile midfielder. I wouldn't want to see him. If Williams out for a long period of time, you probably need a naturally left-sided winger. If I'm if I'm being picky, but anyway, yeah. now I did promise various people that we'd say Happy New Year to them because they've given us great support. Uh, with the podcast in, in in listening to it and promoting it, but we're going to run out of time, Al. If we mention them all, so um, I, I just want to say a very uh particular thank you to everyone who's taken their time to listen to us all ramble. Because you know I'm still astonished that people tune in, certainly to listen to me and my bizarre opinions. Um, but thank you very much for your support. We do want to give a special shout out to Keith. The absolute hooligan who sits behind me <laughs> in the Hammersmith end. I know he's he's met yourself and and Freddie, and he's a keen listener. And taught them away last season. Yeah, to the podcast, and you know, I, you know, I did have to rescue him from fight, fighting the Brighton fans after our win <laughs> uh, down there last season. So, Keith, I know that uh, Sharon is not keen on these extracurricular activities of yours at the football. So keep it sensible. Um, I do want to give a good shout out to our good friend Gary Al, because um, he he's been steadfast in his support for this podcast. Um, and we also want to give a great shout out to uh, Adrian Main, who who was who bumped into you at the Bournemouth game, I think. Al, is that right? Yeah, I see him all the time, and I think he just reiterated what everyone else thinks listening to this podcast that Freddie's the only one that talks sense. Um, so thanks, Aid. Oh, he's not wrong, is he? <laughs> It's not He's wrong, not. Freddie. Freddie, <laughs> make sure you get a recording of that comment because that's your dad admitting finally that he talks a load of nonsense. Um, <laughs> right, uh, we've got about a minute left, so I'm going to say thank you very much, Freddie. Happy New Year, mate. You too. Cheers, pal, and thank you, Alan, as always for putting up with me and you know my general madness. Thanks, Crawford. Happy New Year to you too. Absolutely, it's a very happy New Year. Uh, from us to all of your families. Thanks for your support for the website and the Green Poll. Uh, we'll do our best to be a bit more punctual with our future podcast. Just very quickly, a big shout out to, uh, obviously, to the Fulham First team for their uh, FA Cup tie against Rotherham on Friday night. Uh, Fulham's women are back in action uh, this weekend 
as well. And our under-18s and under-21s resume their campaign this month. We'll try and bring you all of the latest news on Hamien. Thanks very much for listening to the podcast. And come on, you whites.